Welcome to the Yield Podcast. I am Brooke Payne, your host. Together, we are going to create passive income, organically grow your side hustle, meanwhile, being completely submitted to God's leadership throughout the process, because that is how we exponentially grow. Cool, cool. All right. Well, today I have... Lau Phillips with me. Super excited. This is our pastor and a dear friend of ours. We've just looked to you a lot lately for, you've been a voice to business, influence, and you've got kind of a message on your heart that I thought was really in tune with what we're talking about here on the Yield Podcast. So yeah, tell me what you're thinking. Absolutely. I love that your podcast is called Yield, by the way. That's awesome. I know you're asking me questions, but yeah. just before we start, yeah, no. like where did yield come from? You know, bro, it actually hit me in service. Really? And yes. I had, I mean, some of my friends out there know I've been putting up like Google forms, asking friends. Like it was, I knew I was supposed to do a podcast, but I couldn't come up with a name that really encompassed what I want to talk about. Cause it was like stuff with entrepreneur on it, but I'm like, eh, it's just so, it's been done, you know? Right. And I don't even know. I think it was when you were speaking on, you're kind of that whole series on Harvest, and you must have said yield or somewhere that came up, and I was like, that's it. Like, that's <laughs> it, because it's the idea of producing, but then also being in submission, and obviously to God, but also to people. And I know here, that's something you guys are really, I mean, it's all about family here at Legacy Nashville. So, yeah. yeah, so it honestly, it happened in service. And I remember like, I mean, I, I had my sermon notes and then right next to it, I had like all this brainstorming on yield stuff. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I'm really happy to hear that because I asked my friend, uh, I think you know him, you guys know him, but uh, Teo Hayashi with mm -hmm. Dunamis Movement. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was asking him about writing a book. I've been getting all these prophecies about writing a book. And uh, they've been coming for years. So I'm like, okay, at what point am I going <laughs> to yield yeah. right, to writing this book that God has, has been asking me uh, to write? And I asked him, I said, what do you think my first book should be about? And he said, it should be about yielding. Come on. You know, okay. it should be about surrendering. It should be about letting the Holy Spirit uh, work through your life as a yielded vessel because you carry that. Like, I feel like that's kind of your life message. And it's so cool to ask your friends what's my life message, you know, asking your friends, what should I talk about? What kind of podcast should I start? And so I love the name of your podcast, epic name. Um, as far as business, entrepreneurship, uh, that stuff is concerned. As a pastor, um, even before I was a pastor, I was a missionary. I was not really that interested in <laughs> business, entrepreneurship, finance, or anything like that. To be honest, the only reason why I started a 501c3 when I was 24 uh, to do ministry to the poor in India was because I knew people who were involved in finance would want a tax-deductible donation receipt if they were to give to the ministry. So I honestly had never really even been interested in finance, entrepreneurship, owning businesses, small businesses, that sort of thing, until recently. Okay. And I feel like God put it on my heart to minister uh, to people in business, to minister to people in finance, to minister to people who genuinely feel called uh, to steward kingdom wealth. And so I felt a sense of severity that we needed to begin educating people about how God feels about money, how God feels about business, how God feels about uh, entrepreneurship, because there's so many people out there who feel called to it, but they don't know how to get started. And in many ways, they feel guilty 
that they feel called to. Yes. You know, a lot of people have um, something on the inside of them saying, I am called to become a millionaire, right? It's like young people today feeling, I am called to be famous. Right. You know, I mean, genuinely, people are feeling that, they're sensing that, and it's so undeniable on the inside of them, but every time they talk, they have to deny themselves to try to do this whole, like, you know, false humility thing. Oh, you know, I'm not really a big deal. You know, I should keep quiet. I don't need to start that company. I shouldn't try to flow in kingdom finances. You know, I just need to be humble. I need to sit down and chill out <laughs> and serve God. Yeah. And, uh, and even the church, you know, the church has done this thing with business people where they've almost laid guilt upon, upon you guys, upon business people. Like, if you were to ever really get spiritual you would give everything away and become a missionary to Africa. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like this, um, you're a second-class citizen in the kingdom of God if you feel called to make money, own a business, and steward kingdom finance. Now, I know we, we've come a long way as a church culture in America on this. Um, in, in, in some ways, maybe too far in the opposite direction with the prosperity gospel stuff. But what I'm trying to do as a pastor is really maintain that place of balance and empowerment with business people. Hey everyone, this is Brooke, and I wanted to take a second to offer you a free investors workshop. If you're interested in building passive income through the real estate or the stock market, you cannot miss this. Legacy Education has classes all over the states every weekend in a different city. So go to the link in our bio on Instagram, that's at Yield Podcast, and find a class coming to you. This is where I got started, and had I not taken those couple of hours, I would not be where I am today. I know in Nashville specifically, there's a lot of entertainment-focused mm -hmm. business. Yep. And what do you, I mean, I know you've got musicians, people coming to you saying, mm -hmm. Lyle, I'm trying to do this, or I feel called to do that. Like when someone comes to you like that, what is your, what kind of wisdom, what's your common, I know for me, I kind of have a common message. I just repeat over and over and over. Yeah, what, yeah. what is yeah. kind of like, if someone's listening and they're like, dude, I needed to hear this, but what the heck do I do now? Like, sure. Where would sure. You, where would you well, say? we have, I mean, we have quite a few professional musicians who are a part of our church. Um, you know, I thought about this the other day. It's so funny. I mean, we have four people who are a part of our church that were contestants on The Voice, <laughs> you know, which yep. is, that's pretty awesome, you know. Uh, even when I talk to other pastors, they're like, how's your worship so good? I'm like, <laughs> I can tell you, but. <laughs> you know, God, you know, it's like, uh, but we have these talented people and they do ask that question, you know, um, because they're trying to figure out these questions, wrestling with them. I feel called to this, I feel called to that. And I really encourage them to seek God about it like this. Mm -hmm. God, make me as famous as I need to be to fulfill my purpose. Same with finances. God, make me as wealthy as I need to be to fulfill my purpose. Not a cent more. Yeah. Not a follower more. Yeah. Because that's just, it's irrelevant. You know, I do not want to be famous for the sake of fame. I know who I am because I'm a son. I don't want to be rich for the sake of money. I don't get value from being wealthy. I get value from being a son. So make me as rich, make me as famous as I need to be to fulfill my purpose. And that's the advice that I give them. That's good. And 
I guess my second layer to that question, so it's a personal, this is kind of a personal thing, but my goal originally was always, okay, God, I want to be a 90% tither. Like yeah, I yeah. wanted to just go all in. Right. But I started to, as I was talking to different friends and, you know, people who are a little more mature in me in the faith, they, you know, I'm telling them like, yeah, someday I want to be a millionaire so I can live off of, you know, 10% and give 90%. And, and somebody finally looked me in the eye and they go, but is that the Lord? Like, is that God's plan for you? And I was like, I mean, it sounds holy. Why are you asking me that? <laughs> you know, because I never right. had asked myself, is that God's plan for me? It was from deeper down, I thought, well, if I make all that money, it looks a lot better if I give a lot of it away. Sure. You know, like, oh, they have a nice house, but hey, they're only mm -hmm. living on 10%. So, yeah, so that's something in my own life, and I don't have an answer for what it's supposed to look like yet. Mm -hmm. I just know that I'm throwing out what I think it's supposed to look like. Sure. Because so far I've been wrong. So, yeah. But um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about, like, I know you've spoke a lot about seed lately. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, every time you guys talk about seed, it comes from a place of, I don't need your money. Like, mm -hmm. I love when you guys take tithes because you're like, I don't need it. Yep. You need to You need to give. Yep. It doesn't have to be here, but you have to give. So yes. talk to me a little bit about that because I, I think there's a lot of Christian business people out there um, that don't really know what to do when it comes to, okay, I gave my mm -hmm. tithe. Do I give more away? You know, how do you sure. not feel guilty? Sure. All that kind of stuff. That's a great question. And I think a lot of people are trying to sort that out, um, especially business people who feel called like you do to steward wealth, you know, um, and steward is the key word here. It's stewardship, right? And um, I don't know if you've heard of, I'm sure you have, Pastor Robert Morris, you know, yes. he came out with that book called uh, The Blessed Life. So many people have been blessed by The Blessed Life book. He has a new book out called Beyond Blessed Now, and he talks a lot about stewardship. And I'm going to borrow an, a, an illustration he uses in the book, but then I'll dive into some, some thoughts of my own. Um, so he talks about, and I'm actually going to share this on Sunday. Oh, great. So it just, it's fresh. Uh, he talks about um, a road in Bolivia called the Death Road. And um, 200 people die a year on this road because it goes up through the mountains and there are places where you can literally fall thousands of feet on either side of the road, right? Like, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy road. And, um, you know, I looked up some pictures on Google so I could, like, <laughs> check it out. I'm like, yeah, that is a crazy road. I would never drive that road, right? And there are people even, like, biking on it for fun. I, I wouldn't even do that. Like, it's pretty spooky. And so he talks about that road as an illustration of stewardship. And he said, the devil does not care which side you fall off of, so long as that you fall. But God's plan for you is to be on the straight and narrow road of kingdom, biblical, healthy, safe stewardship. So how do we do that? And then what are those ditches? So back to what you uh, shared about your story with, I want to live off of 10%, right? And somebody's saying, is that really God's will? I think the enemy uses situations like that all the time to either blind us with a spirit of poverty mm -hmm. or a mindset of poverty or a mindset of materialism, you know, because it's, it's the poverty spirit that wants to make us feel guilty for having things, yep. right? And so you feel this pressure like, I have to give 90% of my income away or else it's not going to look good. 
right? I should feel shame. I should feel guilt for having all of this money, for making all of this money, when I don't think that's the case at all. I think that is what I would consider to be a poverty mindset working against the people of God, saying you should feel bad for having stuff. Whereas stewardship, kind of that straight and narrow, doesn't feel shame for having stuff. They feel gratitude to God for giving it because we don't own it to begin with and we won't own it at the end. We're just stewards. It's all God's. If God gives it to it to us, we don't take it and say, okay, now it belongs to me. This is mine and I'm going to hoard it and guard it with my life. I'm acknowledging from the beginning to the end, I don't own anything. I am just a steward. If God wants 90% this year, he can have it. If he wants 60% this year, he can have it because it's his anyway. You know, and so it's like staying on that straight road and understanding that everything we have belongs to God. You know, we don't have to feel undue pressure to give things. Um, I, I'll show you, I'll share with you one, one other analogy that a pastor shared with me. So to make this very, very real time for myself, there was a season in which Allison and I were giving um, I think it was 22 percent of our income. We arrived at that because we said we don't just want to tithe. We want to give an offering. So we doubled it. We said we're going to do 20, 20%. And then every year on the year, we're going to add 1%. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to that same place, right? right? So that's what we were thinking. And during that season, we started having kids, you know? <laughs> and and it's like, oh, my gosh, right? Like so many bills, all this stuff coming in, um, you know, had, had to pay all these things for our children. Nobody told me, like, hey, when you have your first kid, you're going to spend like 15 grand on hospital bills, uh, insurance, pay, you know, the payments, um, all the stuff you got to buy, right. car seats, et cetera, all that stuff. And this pastor, he told me, he said, are you, are you, um, are you sowing seed or are you sowing bread? Mm. Because there's a difference. You know, bread is what God has given you to consume. Excuse me. <laughs> seed is what God has given you to sow. And so he was asking me, with your 22%, that you're giving, are you giving seed and sowing it into the soil, or are you taking your children's bread and sowing that? Because you only get fruit from seed. You don't get fruit from bread. You can sow a loaf of bread into the ground. What happens? It gets moldy. It dies out. It's done, right? So you have to identify in regards to what God is asking you to to sow. Is what I'm sowing seed or is it bread? Because I don't know about you. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a parent. I can imagine your parents would feel this way about a gift they give to you. Right. If, they, if they sacrificed, Jesus sacrificed, for a gift for you that was very precious to him, how do you think your parents would feel if you gave away their most precious gift that they sacrificed to give you? Right. You know, like if they, if they sacrificed for this nice car, that you've been dreaming about. I mean, for me, I'd love to have a Tesla. You know, <laughs> yeah. if my parents gave me a Tesla and then two weeks later they came over and they're like, yo, where's your Tesla? Oh, I gave it away. <laughs> Think how like, they would what? feel. <laughs> what the heck, man? You know, right. that's ouch, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel similar with seed and bread. You know, God makes this sacrifice to bless his children. He's asking us to sow seed, but when he provides to us bread for us to consume and enjoy, I think it hurts his heart a little bit when we give it away. Yeah, and, and how will we... Tell the difference. That's a good question. I think that that I think that requires prayer, but it also requires practicality. You know, are you sowing at the expense of being able to live within your means? You know, because good stewardship is living within your means and also communicating gratitude to God for what you have 
is living within your means. Yeah. And, 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 and really, for those of you guys listening and watching, let me reemphasize that. So, like, being grateful to God for what you have looks like living within your means. That's so good. When you, when you live in crazy debt, you're not actually communicating gratitude to God for what he's given. You're actually complaining that he's not given more. So you're taking matters into your own hands, going into crazy debt, and really, I think, nine times out of ten, it's just the wrong spirit. Yeah. If we could get grateful for what God's given and say, okay, God, this is yours, it belongs to you, it doesn't belong to me, what's seed, what's bread? Mm-hmm. Help me, teach me how to discern, because all that you want me to sow, I sow. All that you want me to eat, I eat. All that you want me to share, I share. It's not mine anyway. Right. That's so good. And I think uh, one of the kind of target demographics that I'm trying to, to reach out to is my own peers, the millennial mm-hmm. generation, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, 90% of Legacy Nashville. It is. You walk in, you, it's very obvious what, you know, what the group is here. And so my question is, I think millennials have it a little rough because we're in the most student loan debt. We have rent is highest. It's the highest it's ever been. Right. Um, and a lot of times we're, we feel the pressure, especially now, okay, move out of your parents' house, get that apartment, live in that cool city, pursue your dreams, which I'm all about all of those things. That's great. But we are most commonly in the most debt. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't really know where to go with that other than to say that is something I know I personally need to dive into. Okay. Bread seed. Where are we at? <laughs> what do we do here? Yep. And, um, and then also, when it comes to debt, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this thinking, okay, that sounds great, but I've already spent the student loans. Sure. That's not necessarily what you're talking about. What you're mm-hmm. talking about is go buying the Yeezys and go buying the whatever. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. and to be honest, it's dumb when I, I hear people all the time saying, oh, I'm going to go. That's the spirit of poverty. Yeah. Uh, and I would argue to say it's the spirit of being an orphan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like the difference yeah. between being an orphan and being a son, mm-hmm. right? And I'd say the two are connected because you rarely find an orphan that's not affected by the spirit of poverty and by the spirit of poverty without making that so mystical. Let's just say a poverty mindset. Right. You know, most orphans grow up really poor, so they have to defend themselves for everything they have. You know, they have to protect, they have to hoard. Like, I was a missionary for a long time in India, right? Whenever a three, four-year-old little kid who was an orphan got brought in off the streets, the first thing that they would do was eat so much that they would vomit, oh. right? So the, the, the idea is, if I don't eat everything that's provided to me now, I may not get it later, right? Same thing for 21, 22-year-old kids who are spending their entire paycheck on a brand new pair of Yeezys because they're afraid, they're, they're fearful. They, they may be thinking like an orphan. They may be influenced by a poverty mindset that says, if I don't buy these Yeezys now, <laughs> I will never get them in the future, because I don't know if this is all there's ever going to be. Yeah. I, th- this, this may be it, you know, th- this is all I got, and I, I can't see into the future of God providing to me more, because at the root of it all, I am affected by the orphan mindset, and the truth is, I don't trust God. Yeah, dang, that's hitting home. <laughs> um, Being I, a good steward is not about having an ironclad budget. Being a good steward is about trusting God. Dang, yeah, 100%. And I have two things I want to ask you. First of all, I know you guys sure. live in, you know, you're, you're studying your finances in a practical way, but I also know that you have some stories of, like, mm-hmm. supernatural things that you can't oh, explain. Absolutely. I want to hear a story or two on that. 
And then I also, I have a couple other questions, but let's start there. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think whenever we steward what God's given us well, that is the qualifier for God to give us more. When we live within our means, we're communicating to God to God that we're ready for the next level of blessing. It's so funny to me how many people will pray, God, more, more, more. And it's like, yeah, but like you you just declared bankruptcy. Like you you won't like you haven't logged into your mint.com, you know. It's like <laughs> it, it's it's very interesting. But you know, on the on, on in that respect, you know, Allison and I decided to tithe in the way I feel God's laid out to us in scripture. And as soon as we started as soon as we started to do that, our income doubled within 90 days. Dang. And so, you know, very possibly people who are listening have heard this. Uh, as far as like the first fruits principle, you know, I asked the church last year, for the last couple of years, I've asked the church, you know, how much is your tithe? Okay, it's 10%. And I would do this illustration of like getting these oranges out. And I'd say, okay, I've got 10 oranges here. And, uh, you know, these 10 oranges represent your produce, your income, right? And so um, how much is the tithe? And everybody in the whole room goes crazy. Oh, it's one, it's one, it's one, 10%, right? And I'm saying, okay, which one? Mm. Which one is the tithe? Because I got ten oranges. Is it the one in the middle? Is it the one there? Is the one there? Is the one there? And they say, "Oh, it's the it's the one it's the one first. Is it, is it the one first because it's first in the sequence, or is it the one first because it's the first one you give?" See, a lot of people tithe like this. They pay their bills. They 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 go on date night. They go shopping. They do everything that they need to do. And at the end of the month, they say, "Okay." Here is my tithe, which is the reason why a lot of people don't tithe, is because at the end of the month, they don't have 10%, so they're shaving off pieces of that orange to put in the bucket come Sunday when it gets passed. So not actually tithing, they're tipping. So tithing is giving God what's first. So as soon as I get paid, the very first thing that I do is I give 10%. Because let me ask you this, how much faith does it take to pay God last? None. Zero, right? (laughs) So by, by putting the first fruits into the bucket, I'm confessing the faith to God, you've got me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to let me fall face, face forward at the end of the month, right? So my wife and I started practicing this. Practicing this. It's the principle of the first fruits. I give my first because my first is my best. So I started tithing that way. So as soon as I got paid, boom, I'd get on push pay, give to our church, right? And when that happened, I'm telling you, it was like blessing came out of the woodwork. And I don't know how to explain it. Perhaps it was faith and obedience on my part. I do believe there's a biblical prescription to this. And you can look up my sermons on that. And you can listen to Robert Morris or other preachers who've taught on the principle of first fruits. But when we started doing that, our income literally, uh, it, it really doubled. And we were praying, asking God, how do we take our income to the next level? And he revealed to us that principle. So that and on top of that, just giving sacrificially. Um, there was a time when I was a missionary, I had $300 left in my bank account. And, um, and I remember God spoke something to me in that season. He said, if you don't have enough to go, then take what you've got and sow. Cause I was wanting to do mission trips. Mm-hmm. If you don't have enough to go, take what you've got and sow. So I took all the $300 out of my account and laid it on the altar on Sunday morning. <laughs> and within one week from that day, People had given me $8,000 to complete all the missions that I'd planned to do within three months, and I was able to bless other missionaries to do what they felt called to do. That's so good. That's like the whole concept of, you know, they're trying to feed the Mm $5,000. Give me what you got. Exactly. Yeah, what is an amount to God? I mean, he, you know, for us, yeah, we're looking at it as though it's, it has some value. This is big. That's small. It's all small to him, right? I mean, right. so I heard this joke. 
uh, where a guy's talking to God. And he says, God, you know, how, um, you know, how much is like a million years to you? And God said, it's like a minute, you know. And um, he said, okay, God, well, how much is like a million dollars to you? And he's like, um, like a dollar. And so the guy says, okay, God, can I have a dollar? <laughs> and he said, sure, in a minute. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that, it's not, that's kind of how it feels sometimes. Right. Yeah, and I think, anyway, I won't go into that. But I guess the, the next part of what I'm going to ask is kind of honestly like a selfish question because it's kind of where we're at. But, you know, you get to this point where, for me, I don't know. I'm I'm very much a getter, like a go getter, yeah. I should say. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go go go. I'm gonna like make it happen because mm-hmm. I know, like, hey, if if this bill comes to this, or if we get to the end of the month and we're looking at this much, like, boom, I can go grab a waitress job, and yeah. you know, like, it's not a big deal. But lately, the Lord's like, pretty much just stopped everything up, mm. and then put some opportunities in our hands that cost like more than anything we've ever spent before Mm. and we're like this does not it this does not seem wise right sure 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 and so but yet he's i won't go yeah i won't go into all like the details but it's like dates and just prophetic signs and Mm. i mean literally like layers on layers where i'm like okay i can't fight you this is you yeah but this makes zero sense Mm -hmm. like what would you say in that kind of circumstance, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, very, very, very simply, obey God at all cost. You know, it's like, even if you get it wrong, when your heart's right, God covers it, That's right? Good. It's it To me, it's one thing, if like, oh man, uh, I fell on my face, right. you know, I thought you told me to do this, God, you know, and I, I love to say this, remind our church of this, Christians don't fall backward, we only fall forward, so even if you got it wrong, you still progressed, yeah. you know, and, and so long as our heart is to glorify God and to obey Him, you know, we'll learn, we'll grow, we'll bear fruit, we'll bear fruit, which is more important than than money, you know, right? money, right? And so, like, we want to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. So anytime we step out to obey God, regardless of the result, which is his responsibility anyway, like, we're so obsessed with outcomes, right? We want God to tell us what's going to happen if we'll do this. Tell us what will happen if we'll do that. And he's like, dude, just follow me. Yeah. You know? And so my thought is obey God at all costs. Even if you're wrong, you're still going to go on an adventure. Right. Which is going to make <laughs> your life full and abundant, which is the life right. that we're called into. You know, I just, my, I'm kind of like you, I'm a go-getter, right? So I just think, if God's not saying no, he's probably saying yes. (laughs) That's always been my concept. Yeah. And then, and it's been, it's funny, but um, in the last three years, at the same time of the year, income has literally stopped. Like, Mm. and it's not necessarily like, oh, you know, you, this, you did this, and it's a result, it's a consequence. It's literally like, hey, this is me, I'm taking this, and you have to trust me. And I'm flailing, like so uncomfortable Mm. like i don't do this god you know me like i'm a doer and he's like no i know you and that's what we're that's basic and so he's thinking or or i'm thinking okay how do i lean into this and i don't know if you've been listening uh damon thompson shout out to that ministry but he's been talking about rest is authenticated by trust trust is authenticated by Rest is authenticated by trust. Trust is authenticated by peace. And peace is authenticated by joy. 
Whoa, and I'm like, wow. dang, like I'm lost. I'm not even good at rest. Like, and it's not, <laughs> I thought rest was a, you know, like I need to sit in front of the couch or mm-hmm. in front of the TV and like let my brain air out and, mm-hmm. and do nothing, you yeah. know, like just chill, do nothing, just yeah. lay there. Yeah. And, but my mind's still going. Sure. You know, I'm laying at, in bed at night and I'm like, I can't sleep because mm-hmm. there's so many things that I need to do in my head or, or mm-hmm. concepts I'm trying to figure out. And so it's just leaning into, on my own personal journey, I've leaned into, okay, how do I truly trust? Like, what mm-hmm. does trust look like in this scenario? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to be like, yeah, God, I trust you, I trust you. But like, what is the practical step in trust? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, don't just run off and go get a waitressing job. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not that, you know, if everything, if I fall on my face, cool, I can yep. go get a waitressing job. Yep. Like, it's you not going to be the end of the world, but... Yes. Sorry, I'm not trying to go in on on all that, but that's very good. What is, yeah, I guess what is the difference in my life? It's like, okay, what's the difference between sowing seeds, sowing bread? What's the difference between real rest and what looks like rest? Mm-hmm. All these concepts, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, that's why I made the podcast. I'm like, yes. I want to interview people that are smarter than me, who have been through this before, who know, you know, who have yes. been through this journey, who can be like, hey, yeah, this. And then mm-hmm. I can listen back and be like, dang, that was good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? When, when Allison and I were doing a podcast, we, same, same motivation. And I think the answer to your question is the name of your podcast. Yeah. You know, it's like really yielding. Obviously, you guys feel called to kingdom finance. You feel called to kingdom business. You feel called to the sphere of business and entrepreneurship. And I believe with all my heart, something Bill Johnson says, which I think is so true. He says, God has no problem entrusting the resources of this world to people whose hearts are anchored in another. Hmm. God has no problem entrusting the resources of this world to people whose hearts are anchored in another, meaning in another world, in the kingdom of God. You know, And so anything we give up, anytime we rest, anytime we sacrifice, it's all for the purpose of creating character and strength within us so that we can hold on to the things we know God's promised us and the things we've communicated to him in prayer that we want to handle, you know, because the weight of glory, people talk about the weight of glory. I want to see the glory. I want to see the glory. We know glory means weight. Like if you're going to have weight upon your life, you're going to have to have strength to carry it, Yeah. you know? And so during seasons of what may seem like lack, they're just abundance in another form, you know, what may seem like there's, there's strength being created. It's all preparation to carry what God's called you to carry. You know, so your yieldedness and submission will bring you through that season quicker. The more you kick against it, like Paul said, like how you know, God said to Paul, How long are you gonna kick against the goads, Paul? You know? <laughs> but we do that, don't we? Oh, Particularly gosh, when yes. we feel called to something, then there's that tension in that in the season that we're in. Like, I wanna get there, I wanna get there. I wanna, yeah. and, and, and God's like, Hey, you forget there's a fruit of the spirit called patience. <laughs> you know, it's Go like ahead. I wanna bless you, I don't want the blessing to kill you. Right. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, I, I mean, I want to honor your time and, and what you're doing here at Legacy. You, you have things to do, but... No problem. Would you do us a favor and just... I want you to kind of pray us out. Sure. Unless you have any... I mean, do you have anything else that's kind of like stirring up in you that you feel like you need to share? I, I just want to say this to everybody who listens. All the entrepreneurs, all the business people, everything that you guys carry and you're called to, we need you. Yes. You're anointed for it. We need you. Now's your time. You know, you know as I pray... I just want to break off shame and I want to break, break off guilt uh, that says that I am second class because I am not 
a missionary or a pastor or an ordained minister because I'm not a vocational uh, minister. Yeah. I don't work in the church. You know what? You do what God has called you to do. And any shame or guilt or spirit of poverty or mindset of materialism that tries to speak otherwise, we break that off of you today yeah. in Jesus' name. And we just declare you're anointed for business. You're anointed for kingdom influence. Yeah. You're anointing, anointed to advance the kingdom of Jesus. And I bless all of you guys out there. Run, run with the Holy Spirit. Run for God and do all that God has called you to do. Lord, make them as rich, as wealthy, and as famous as they need to be to fulfill yeah. their purpose. In Jesus' name, I bless you guys. Yeah. Amen. 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 And tell us, um, as we're signing off, where, where can we find you sure. when Easiest you release this book? <laughs> right? Yeah, pray for that. Uh, pray for me. I, I, I do feel a sense that that is forthcoming in the next four to six months. Awesome. Uh, I've already got an outline finished, and so I want to respond, you know. So Instagram's the easiest way to find me, Lobby Phillips on Instagram. Uh, feel free to shoot me a DM if you saw it, if you have questions or thoughts. Uh, I try to get to as many as I possibly can. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Of course. I love you. this house. I mean, we're so, so happy to be a part of this family. And yeah, guys, Great check them out. Um, definitely the podcast. Yes. Your guys' is Legacy Nashville. If I'm not here, I'm listening to that. Yes. It's, it's incredible. At Legacy Nashville on Instagram as well if you want to follow us. Uh, follow church. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank cool. You. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to share this episode and come follow me at Brooke A. Payne. That's Brooke with an E, A-P-A-Y-N-E on Instagram and Facebook. And all of our resources are in my bio. Thank you guys so much. It means so much to me that you're listening.